Uh, let's get to our next guest, and that's going to be Mish Schneider, Director of Trading, Education, and Research at MarketGage.com. Thanks for being here, Mish. Nice to be here, Tom. All right, so mar markets continue to be under pressure. Mish, what was your take on that CPI data? It just seems like we're not getting anything positive on the data front. Quite honestly, if you look at that CPI number and you realize how they calculate it, mm -hmm. it's probably not even accurate. It's softer than really what it should be. Because what they do is they survey people. Like for example, in the housing market, they'll survey people and say, if you were to rent your house right now, what would you rent it for? But if you look at the real rents, they're up about 18, 20%. Same thing with housing prices. And of course, we already know about food and, and energy prices. So I actually believe that if you took all of that away from the arbitrary formulas that they use to keep the public from completely panicking, that inflation rate is probably closer to about 13%. And so I think that we're really in for a long period of pain because the raising of the rates will not necessarily cause, uh, excuse me, cure the cause of this inflation, which is a, from a supply side. In other words, you can't just grow more corn and you just can't produce more oil so fast. And so raising these rates won't necessarily help that situation. If anything, it'll create even more havoc for the consumer that we can see is already happening. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you look at some of those data points within that, uh, I, I believe all 21 aspects of this report were positive. That consumer sentiment data, Mish, uh, that was the one that got me to all-time lows. I know it's just a survey that the University of Michigan does uh, every couple of weeks. This was a prelim number moving forward, but these are forward-looking numbers. And with real wages not rising at the speed of inflation, I mean, is this, the, you know, the canary in the coal mine for equities that we still haven't seen the bottom yet. Well, it's very possible we have not seen the bottom yet. What was interesting was that at SPX at 3,800 was exactly what the first target was just based on some good old sound technical analysis mm -hmm. in terms of measurement. But clearly, if we break that 3,800, the question is where we're going next. And that's when you're hearing predictions of 3,300, 3,400. But this is really where I like to go back in time and look at the last time we actually had anything that remotely resembles this, which was, of course was in the 70s, where we were in a stagflation environment and we established trading ranges. So those trading ranges lasted for a while, the floor would break, and then that trading range would last for a while until we eventually got to the point where we started to emerge out of that mess and it took years. And so it's kind of the same situation right now. The big difference between then and now is our valuations, our PE ratios. We came into this year at record highs because of the low interest rates and because of the fact that stocks were uh, being rebought by the own, their own corporations. And so everything has changed at this point. And like I said, inflation even changed because we had the oil embargo back then, which spiked the inflation, but there was plenty of oil. Now these oil reserves are down 35%. So it seems to me that do we have more downside? Yes. Could it be that we're just gonna crash another 50%? I would say that's somewhat hyperbole, but I think you really have to be somewhat cautious here about the nature of equities. And I'm just gonna say one more thing about that. I hear over and over and over again and I'm a trader. I'm not mm -hmm. a long-term investor. Right. I don't work for that type of firm. We are traders here. And as traders, it's really difficult for me to hear that these big companies with good balance sheets are great buys. And if you're long, 
and you should just hold them because at some point they'll turn around. I find that for my ears painful because as traders, what we can see right now is the momentum is definitely to the downside. Right. And we don't really know if these companies, what their true valuation is. These companies like Apple and Amazon, Netflix, as we're seeing, obviously, really getting destroyed. So yeah, I think that we could see lower, but I do believe that you'll see the retail investors coming in at these tranches. They'll settle down. We'll get another range. That could last for a while. We get a new range. And until we get through this whole quagmire, which could take years, that's when we'll finally see our way to a new market. Yeah, you're speaking my language there, Mish. I've been a trader uh, since I started in this business down on the trading floor, so I know exactly what you mean. Uh, but when you look at those big names that you mentioned, some of the market leaders on the way up, right? They're, they're, you've got strong balance sheets. But one of the things that I think has been left on the table, we're starting to hear more of it now as far as the corporate side of it, where they're resetting earnings expectations. And we're not fully through that cycle yet at this point. Is that one of the caveats here for this market moving forward is that it's going to be remain volatile because we haven't been reset fully by a lot of these companies? Exactly, Tom. I couldn't agree with that statement more. And there's been hints of it, hints of it that have been blatantly ignored. Like uh, NVIDIA, for example, already talking about guidance going forward being worse. And yet somehow people don't want to hear that. But to me, that's about as loud and clear that you can say as a company relaying to people, the public, that things aren't going to be so good going forward. So yeah, that's definitely another factor to add to the pain that we're going to see along with the inflation that isn't going to abate anytime soon. Yeah, I think uh, I think inflation's here uh, for a while. But one of the sectors that's been doing well this week uh, is China at this point. They're starting to reopen a little bit. Maybe a few lockdowns still in Shanghai taking place. Uh, but maybe regulations coming off a little bit from the Chinese government on some of these companies. Is this an area that's been beat up for the last year and a half, two years? Uh, due to a lot of these headline risks and the government over there, are, is this one of those areas that investors could start looking into uh, at, at these levels? Yes, and, and interestingly enough, I got a chance to go down to the stock exchange and interview with Nicole mm -hmm. last month, and we talked about this, because there's a few things that China has going for it that's very different than what's happening in the United States. And also, again, historically, if you look at 2008, when we had our financial crisis, China was going up as we were going down. So the relationship shifted there and we're seeing it shift again. The inflation rates, and of course there's always the skepticism about whether or not we're getting true numbers, but the inflation rate in China is closer to 2% while ours is at 8.6%. At so that's one thing that they're actually doing quantitative easing while we're talking about the quantitative tightening. And yes, they've been on lockdown. They have the zero policy on any kind of COVID cases. Shanghai just closed down again. But at some point, they're going to come back. And so that's a big factor for China as well. And I think President Xi may have realized the mistake he made by putting the kibosh on Alibaba and Jack Ma and Pinduoduo and some of the other big tech companies so, right, there's rumors now that haven't been actually totally proven yet to be true, but that they're going to really ease the regulations in those big tech companies that they have. So we're up about 20% in FXI, and we think there's still a tremendous opportunity there. I think that that could actually, like I said, continue to go counter like we saw in 2008, 2009 in China. 
Yeah, the FXI up 3% so far this week, so definitely outperforming the overall equity market. And some of those individual names like Alibaba and Pinduoduo up double-digit percentage uh, percentage points so far this week. So definitely an area to hide out in for a lot of investors that are in those names. All right, great uh, discussion here, Misha. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Tom. You too. All right. That's Misha Schneider, Director of Trading Education and Research at MarketGage.com.